0: Welcome back, Afternoon Drive, Goodman Mason. Watch us, MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at MaceDenver, at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. As many of our listeners know, I absolutely love to golf and I love going to Optimum Golf in the Park Hill or Rhino neighborhoods. I was there probably, I don't know, about six, eight months ago, and Mandy and I had a fantastic time. And right now, we are giving you, the listener or the viewer, an opportunity to go there on us. They're giving away a $100 gift card. That is good for one hour session. Uh, in one of their virtual bays and you can play Pebble Beach, Torrey Pines, some of the best courses in the world, or you can get a one or a 45 minute lesson as well. That is super cool. All you have to do is be the first caller. 303-831-1340. 303-831-1340. Go check it out. Do it on us. Give us a call. First caller, 303-831-1340. 303-831-1340. Time now for the lead.
1: The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino and Blackhawk.
0: All right, Mace. Pat Sertan. Boy, his season has been something special, don't you think? And boy, did he have a career day yesterday. He prevented a touchdown, and then he scored a touchdown. But here's the bottom line. George Payton is always going to be tied to this draft, his first draft, because there were two quarterbacks available. It is my understanding that they had Mac Jones ahead of Justin Fields anyway. Okay, And Mac Jones has probably been the best rookie quarterback so far. So even if Pat Sertan goes to seven or eight Super Bowls, or not Super Bowls, Pro Bowls, and has a terrific career, if Mac Jones is really good, will be seen as a mistake.
2: Sadly, yes, because of the impactfulness of the quarterback position. Is it unfair? It's completely unfair, but it's the way it is in the NFL. A a corner can be profoundly important, but can only have but so much impact on a game. A a top-level quarterback is simply going to elevate you much more than a top-level corner. Let That's me, the way it is. Let me
0: put that into perspective. How many playoff games did Champ Bailey win as a member of the Denver Broncos?
2: Let's see. Divisional round against one. the Patriots. The answer is one. No. He won He won that one. He
0: was part of the oh, Tebow. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I meant during the Shanahan era.
2: During the Shanahan era, one. Won. During the John Fox era, he was on the field for two right. wins, one of which he played basically on one foot.
0: So not 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 that much of an impact, right? Yeah, three playoff wins. Remember How many years? Do you remember first ballot Hall of Famer? Well, remember they first it, ballot Hall of yes. Famer won three playoff games.
2: I mean, you can go through other positions as well. Joe Thomas at left tackle for the Browns is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He never sniffed the playoffs. Right, closest he came was ten and six as a rookie. QB overshadows everything else in the sport to a point where. If if you have two guys who could put, like, even if Mac Jones weren't elite, let's say Mac Jones played ten good seasons for the Patriots, even if Pat Sertans a Hall of Famer, if Mac Jones plays ten good seasons for the Patriots, not a Hall of Fame level, okay. but is successful, hold on, then Mac Jones is the better
0: pick. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Give me a guy in this league who you consider to be a good quarterback. Matt Ryan. Oh, you don't think you don't. You don't think at any point in his career has been very, very good? You think he's nothing more than a good average quarterback? He,
2: a good, a good quarterback is above average. Like there's average and there's good and there's great.
0: Okay, so where, so where is he's Matt
2: been great? Say three, three years. Well, and good so, for most of the rest of them.
0: So some, some guys have never but sniffed if, a great year. But
2: he's been in very. But the Falcons have been far more than they were before.
0: I'm with you. I mean, if if they Matt, did go to a Super Bowl. Yeah, and with they, him, right? A
2: Super Bowl they should have won. And they, and, and basically, like, there's really like one year where you could say he was
0: elite, and he won the MVP. So, are you saying that in ten years for Mac Jones,
2: if he, he has a career like Matt Ryan, so he did, has
0: three elite years,
2: and and a bunch of pretty good ones, and the team is usually and his team, the team is usually a playoff contender, and one year breaks through and goes to the Super Bowl. If they do all that, just given what the quarterback would have meant to that, then yes, I'm sorry that that's more important than a corner.
0: If he's comparable to Matt Ryan, yeah, yes, you should have taken Matt Jones. Matt Jones. But when you said good quarterback, I was not expecting you to say Matt Ryan. I don't look at Matt Ryan as just a good quarterback.
2: Well, he I mean he's basically second third tier quarterback. He's good. He is but, now. Yeah. He is now. And there were a few years he was elite, but most of the time he's been in kind of that second or third tier.
0: For most of his career, you think?
2: Yes. Oh absolutely.
0: I'll give you a guy who I think is a. I'm not
2: denigrating Matt Ryan by right. saying this, but I mean, how often has he been kind of in his career in the Tom Brady, Peyton Manning type well, of high it. level conversation? Well,
1: he
0: has, he has and
2: that's what I mean. And that's and, and that's and and yet for the for the Atlanta Falcons, he is like he is a tr- he is a profoundly important player for them in their history. Well, no one will ever wear the jersey number two for them again.
0: Well, just so you know, just looking at his resume, I am not suggesting this is a Hall of Fame resume. But in 2016, he was the MVP of the league. He
2: had one, yeah, one really elite year and some another very good year, and then and, a lot of years that were just that were and he's been above a, average. And he's been
0: a five-time Pro Bowler.
2: Well, that's that's above Trevor average. Trevor Simeon was a Pro Bowler.
0: I understand that. With that. Yeah, then I'd rather have Mac Jones. Yeah. And I got got news for you. You can make the case the Patriots are the best team in the AFC right now anyway.
2: Well, that's a huge game coming up on Monday against Buffalo. But what I'm saying. May well be
0: for the number one seed. What I'm saying is you can make an argument. Yes. The Patriots are the best team in the AFC right now, and they have a rookie quarterback. Scary, huh? Mm-hmm. but really the question the road
2: to the Super Bowl might go through Foxborough again
0: but really <laughs> but but but, here, but here's the question would Mac Jones have been doing this here no because he
2: had now there there are a lot of attributes that he possesses particularly in terms of uh, of football IQ accuracy well, one of them is not a strong arm we talked about this at the Senior Bowl that when he threw against the wind the ball hung, the ball hung up one thing I am very curious to see from Mac Jones is if you get into some nasty weather days in Foxborough and you're going and you're and you're going south to north and you're going to that open end of Gillette Stadium, I want to see how those throws look. Right. But at the same time, environment matters, coaching matters. Josh McDaniels is reviled around here, understandably so. He's but one cannot d- deny he is a great offensive right. coach, and he works under the best head coach in the history of the sport. Right. All right. Environment matters. No question. And he ha- and Mac Jones has the best possible environment for his development. And the other thing that he has going for him is because the ties are so tight between Alabama and the New England Patriots. Effectively, when they were kind of getting their offense up to speed and bring Mac Jones into it, they could basically give him what he was working with at Alabama. They could have schematic cons- consistency from one place to the next. So Mac Jones didn't even have that that leap that so many quarterbacks have to make in terms of a new scheme, new tactics, all that. They're doing the same they do the same things in New England they do in Tuscaloosa.
0: That too helped help get him up to speed faster. Right. All right, coming up after the break, Pat Sertan, Javante Williams, Shady Bridgewater. They're probably getting the lion's share of the credit for yesterday's win. A lot of credit to go around. Who isn't getting enough credit? That's next.
3: Feeling blessed, never stressed
1: Got the sunshine on my Sunday bed. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew.
0: Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us at MileHighSports.com. You can reach us Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at MaceDenver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. And the meantime i want to talk about colorado off-road they have all the major accessory brands for your truck your car your jeep your suv if you look at the weather right now what do you need to winterize for you will trust me at some point you will highly recommend you go to colorado off-road they can get you something aftermarket, and they install everything unlike the big chains colorado off-road family owned and operated by my guy jerry and wendy jerry grew up in littleton and that's where you can find Colorado Off-Road. He is keeping it local. Upfit today at Colorado Off-Road or go to COOffRoad.com. Time now for The Buzz.
1: The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to RMFP.com.
0: Pat Sertan, Javante Williams, Teddy Bridgewater getting the lion's share of the credit for yesterday's win, and rightfully so. They should, as the players on the team. Who is not getting enough credit?
2: Tom McMahon and his special teams. And let's start with Sam Martin for that punt early in the game, and then Nate Hairston downing at the one-yard line. You...
0: Set the tone for the game.
2: It did, and especially when... You look at what had happened right before then. You had a holding penalty that knocked the Broncos out of field goal range after a promising first drive. And the here-we-go-again you here we go again murmur stopped right then and there when Hairston downed that punt at the one, set up the three-and-out, sets up another unsung hero. That's Kenny Young, who first play of the game from scrimmage for the Chargers is in the backfield. And then on the third play... When the Chargers are trying to convert and keep the drive alive, he's the first person in the backfield, basically blows up the run as it happens, sets up the sets up the third down stop and the Chargers punt right after that. That's I mean, you can just start going down the list of guys who, you know, who are pluggers. I mean, we saw Quinn Bailey step in at left tackle, thirteen left tackle and earn a game ball. Quinn Miners, Cameron Fleming both by, had by good the way, games. By the way lots of lots of unsung heroes in this game.
0: By the way, you're a guy who likes to look up things. Tell me if this has happened any time in NFL history mm-hmm. where two guys with the same first name, Quinn, started on the offensive line. That's a good question. Well, they didn't start because Quinn Bailey didn't start. Oh, played. Played. On the
2: same I, offensive line. I, I, that is tough. I don't know. How I'm many mean,
0: guys named Quinn are in the NFL anyway?
2: I mean, I. I can, I can think of guys with a last name Quinn, Brady I, Quinn.
0: I smell a T-shirt coming with the two of them that says the Mighty Quinn. Mighty Quinn, Quinns. I do. All right, let's get to another topic. I can see
2: it. You can Quincy. Quincy, get it? <laughs> there go the crickets. Yes.
0: Well, uh, I'm going to try and prop you up for a better Narrative than the one you just laid out,
2: than uh, then Quinn's seeing it and uh, exactly and, and and seeing the dead body that is the Chargers.
0: You know, if they hired Dan Quinn, they'd have three Quins on the same team. That would be an NFL interesting trivia question as well.
2: How many Quinn? <laughs> How many Quins? <laughs> that's a good question.
0: I know that's a lot of Quins. Triple Quinn. Yeah, that would be. You know, it's funny because there's a basketball player named Dwayne Dwayne. What if? What if Quinn Miners, let's say Dan Quinn had a daughter, okay, and and Quinn Bailey or Quinn Miners married Quinn's daughter, and they wanted to pass the family name along? Would it be Quinn Quinn? Maybe.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, that went off <laughs> the rails is, fast. This is too. With that, oh, with that, man, uh, you were very active on Twitter. And, and just to not to share too much, but I think over the last couple of weeks, it has been fair to say you have been very frustrated with probably a couple hundred of your something like 37,000 Twitter followers who just will not get off the true Drew Locke train. And I watched you on Twitter yesterday. And you text very, I'd say very rarely you text me during a game. You never text me during a game. And I could tell that you were getting frustrated. With that, why is this bothering you so much?
2: The thing that pushed me over the edge, it's funny because it pushed me over the edge and it reminded me of you. Maybe that's why I texted you.
0: Wait, are you saying that you lost your composure and it reminded you of me?
2: It reminded me of a rant that you have.
0: Oh. I do. I
2: tweeted out that Teddy Bridgewater was trying to get limber on the sideline, trying to get warm back up after he was hurt. Of course, there were some fits and starts in the second quarter. He was evaluated on the sideline. He tried to move around. Then he went back in the tunnel, uh, up to the locker room, had an x-ray, then came back out, and I noted that Teddy was warming up. And then some jack wagon tweets at me,
0: Boo. I love when people just say that word.
2: Boo. That's your favorite. Th- that, that's part of what I don't me understand. Why people saying boo. Yes. And I just lost it. Okay. Because here's the thing you have on a human level, a player has been hurt. Cl- trying to, trying to go back out there, trying to get, trying to get ready. And the notion of him while he's hurt, Potentially stay taking a step back to getting back in the game. And that's your reaction is to boo. Shame on you. Shame on all the Broncos so-called fans who, when Bridgewater was trying to get ready to go back in, said things like, We don't want to see him play Drew. Shame on you. Because you were because basically you were wishing an exacerbation of injury on a human being. Shame on you, all of you. And I just reached my book. I've I have reached my breaking point. And most of these people, let's face it, they are what we what you would call the lockheads, and I would call the lock stance.
0: And they are detached from reality. Well, there's something to remember about fandom.
2: It's well, fan is short for fanatic fanatic right. fanaticism. Right, but yes. what I'm
0: about to say is not it's not necessarily negative. There is a, to me, and I get kids do it all the time and even adults do it. I don't get it as an adult, but I certainly get it as a kid. This irrational idolization of athletes. Mm -hmm. This guy's my role model. I look up to him. It kind of cuts both ways because you idolize an athlete yet you don't know the athlete, right? You don't Mm -hmm. know anything about him. You don't know what the guy or gal is like behind closed doors. So there's one side of fandom. On the other side of fandom is because you don't know them, they're not really real to you. So you're screaming and tweeting At someone because you don't know them and realize that maybe they are a human being. See, I think fans look at athletes as role models and they idolize them and they live and die with everything that they do, good or bad. And then you throw in social media where you can say anything you want to because it is as public of a microphone as the microphones that we are speaking into right
2: now. And yet for a lot of these people, it's completely anonymous. You can you can come up with some fake name like 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 Buford G. Titicaca or something like that. And no and you can say what you want and no one's the wiser.
0: I, I you hide behind you hide behind a handle. I, I will say that I have been guilty of this. I am guessing you have been guilty of this. Danny, I'm guessing you have been guilty of this, and same with Alex. But I can speak for me that it doesn't happen with any regularity. But what do people like to do when they're watching a football game? Drink? huh? (laughs) And then you throw, and I say metaphorically speaking, I don't mean literally metaphorically speaking, you are putting a loaded gun into their hand, which is Twitter. And they just start firing with absolutely no, no conscience of what they are saying. People just tend to say a lot of dumb things when they're drunk. People's, Ability to have compassion and empathy gets sucked out of them and gets filled up with booze. And that's why people do this stuff.
2: So they have booze and then they do that and then they have the booze that they yeah. yell metaphorically or yeah. literally.
0: And you hand them a loaded gun, which is Twitter, because everybody gets a chance to see how you feel. And you're angry. And I understand that you're angry. But at the end of the day, when you're drinking, you really don't care about somebody else's well-being. That's why you see so many bar fights. That's why you see so many people get irrationally upset when a match is lit, but because they're so drunk, they look at it as a blowtorch. And the thing is, when that happens,
2: you stop thinking... Of the players as people. That's right. That's and, my point. Right. And but the the and the thing is, like, I mean, not that we don't criticize on this show. We do. But the thing is, I like to believe we don't make it personal. Well, we but, talk. We talk. No, a, but there's a difference. Yes,
0: there. There's a difference. Okay, and the difference is this:
2: Well, we're not anonymous either. We're accountable well, for what well, we I'm say.
0: I, I'm anonymous. You're not. But my point is, is that I never want to make things personal. As I've said many, many times, and, and, and you know when I'm about to say something that could come off as being personal because I throw in the line with all due respect or, hmm. you know, every, everybody does that and they couch it a little bit. At the end of the day, I sit in front of a microphone and I should not be going after people in a personal way because at the end of the day, the way I think about it is this. What if their family is driving in the car? You have never ever heard me say somebody should be fired. I just think that's crossing a line. But when you aren't in the media and there there is no need to have any accountability whatsoever and you have a couple of drinks in you, then you feel like I can fire off cuz no one's going to be coming and knocking on my door. I'm not going to be getting a phone call from anyone. I don't have to worry about walking into a locker room. I'm drunk. And I'm angry, and I've had a bad day, and I just got into a fight with my spouse, and my kids are driving me nuts, and I hate my boss, and now I'm wasted, and a guy who I never liked to begin with who is playing quarterback. Well, F him. I'm going to let it all out right now. Classy. That's the way a lot of people are.
2: And we've seen, but we've seen a lot. Because there's no uh, accountability. But we've, There's we've zero seen, accountability. And we've seen a lot of it in the social media sphere around here this year. And I think yesterday I just kind of snapped. And I've been kind of snapping the last few weeks anyway because I've I've noticed I've been blocking a lot of people. I'm just kind of fed up. I'm trying to, I'm basically making a decision to preserve my own mental health. And uh, The new and improved you. Yeah, I'm basically saying sorry. You know what? If, if you know, you're going to say nasty things about me personally and... uh and and attack my credibility my professionalism I'm not I don't want to see that and yes I will block you because I'm trying to preserve my own sanity here right I'm putting myself ahead of the jack wagons of the world and I could I could have a much stronger word to describe them but I'm trying to keep it clean on the air You
0: love is that your new word jack wagon It's a it's a word I've used it's sometimes because I, I like jack ball personally yeah. You're a jack ball Jack ball I don't know what that means I just like using the word jack in a sense, I suppose.
2: Well, I think part J- of it, jack, you, want to get sil- you want to get some syllables to it. And Jack wagon, three syllables, and uh, it's not too far what from... What is a sh- jack
0: wagon? It's uh, someone who's a jerk. No, but literally, but, but how, does, how do you go from jack wagon? To, how, how are you making that definition? Oh, I, is that I'm, your definition or is that somebody else's definition?
2: It is literally defined as a person who is no good or totally
0: worthless. There you go. Pretty pretty accurate, huh? Well, I know I would say you probably came up with that yourself, but obviously you probably looked that up because you have very fast fingers on that computer. I looked
2: it up in a, on McMillanDictionary.com. Yes. There we go. All and right. it's on Urban Dictionary,
0: too, but I don't want to oh, look is it, it up there. Okay. All right, coming up after the break, big news coming out of the Nuggets today. Or yesterday, I should say. Big news coming out of the Rockies today. Major League Baseball news we're going to get to all that and we're not going to jam it in just in case you missed it because we don't want you to miss it in the next segment we'll talk about it next
1: Hello darkness my old friend I've come to talk with you again Afternoon drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Andrew.
3: So, is this a maudlin Monday, Danny? Oh, uh, well, it was Victory Monday, but this last segment uh, of. At least show notes is a little bit of a more serious topic, so I figured I would try to fit that mood. Very
2: good, Danny. Well, well, that's good
3: because we're going to totally take a hard right turn, and
0: we're going to take this soft, somber song and go out to the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed from Booger Eatin' Benny. So how do you like that hard right turn? This is what he just tweeted at us Mm. about our last segment. You guys get paid to be accountable. That and access are the only things that separate your, quote, hot takes from mine or anyone else. Agree, there are a lot of a-holes on social media, but it doesn't mean it's useless, meaningless, or invalid as a whole. Would you like to start? Because I certainly have something to comment on that. Why don't you start? Okay. We don't get paid to be accountable. We get paid to disseminate information that we've learned. We get paid in sports talk radio to give our opinions That has nothing to do with being accountable because I can think of too many people in the media, specifically on sports talk radio, who don't care anything about being accountable because they say things and they make them personal and they don't show up at practice in order to face the music from the guy that he or she insulted. That's number one. So I would have to disagree. I don't get paid. Some of these people who
2: are much bigger than than us and. Could kick our tails to Buenos Aires and back.
0: No, they can't mm-hmm. kick. Her. Oh, you're talking about the players. Oh, yeah. Oh, no question about it. Mm-hmm. I don't get paid to be accountable, okay, because I can say whatever I want to. If I wanted to say a player is uh, an absolute dirt bag and a fat sack of blank, mm. I could get away with that saying it on the radio. Am I accountable for it? I don't think Nate Lundy is going to pull me off the air for saying that. I don't think I'm going to lose my credential for saying that. So, no, I don't have to be necessarily accountable. As for the second half of the tweet, uh, uh, he said he he agrees there are a lot of, you know, a-holes on social media. Doesn't mean it's useless, meaningless, or invalid. Um, It's not that I respectfully disagree. It's just when somebody makes it personal, to me, that person and they don't know that person, and they say something mean-spirited, at the end of the day, you are who you are. You're just a mean-spirited person. You're a jerk. That's who you are. So so is it useless? Yeah. When you're being a jerk, it's useless to me. Whether I'm talking to somebody in front of them, on the phone, on the show, on social media. So no, somebody who isn't in the media... You have carte blanche to say what you want to say, and that's fine. But it doesn't mean you're not a Class A jerk, and I shouldn't call you out on it. How about be a human being first? You don't always have to be nice. And here, when I used to do the pre and post game shows in Chicago for the Cubs, the White Sox, Bulls, and the Blackhawks, teams own the network, Fox Sports Net. Mm-hmm. I learned very quickly there's a difference between me saying the Cubs suck and the Cubs are struggling because I knew who signed my paycheck fans say suck 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 all the time and there's nothing wrong with saying that but when you take it to a level and you're essentially saying I hope Teddy Bridgewater gets hurt you or have, that the injury is enough to
2: keep him sideline It's bad enough to keep him you, have, you that's have,
0: crossing a line for me you have separated yourself being a fan from a human being who is completely insensitive, and you are rotten to the core when you do something like that.
2: Yeah, if you if you are hoping for an injury or hoping that somebody that an athlete has an injury,
0: you're a bad person. That, will, that you're will a bad keep a person. Keep them call, out. Let's call it like it is. You're a bad. Yeah. You're a bad person. You just are. Maybe not all bad, but there are part of you there's a part of you that is bad and And shame on you. Go get some therapy. It's a specific thing for me. And I, and I will admit like I have,
2: I have like done immediate blocks on people on Twitter for people who reacted like that. And it's so it's, it's actually, it's kind of, it's the, maybe it's again, you know, we see these guys, you know, in normal circumstance, we see these guys in the locker room, but it shouldn't matter whether you see them in the locker room or whether you're just viewing from a distance over television. Right. There's a, the, the line you don't cross is hoping for injury or hoping that an injury is worse. And when you're and when people are out there booing or saying they hope that Teddy is hurt bad enough to where he can't come back out there, that's crossing a line. And it would be crossing a line if you said the same thing
0: about Drew Locke. It doesn't matter who it is. You're hoping somebody gets hurt. You're hoping that their livelihood could be over. Yeah. What the hell is wrong with you? Seriously. Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about this on a human level. Who Who says, forget about who says that, who thinks it? Because you know what? This country is already divided. Are we really letting this bleed into? Because I am not entertained enough that I want someone to get hurt. Please. I would say it to your face. I would say it on air, which I will say right now. You are a pathetic piece of garbage. Mm. Shame on you. Hop on some medication and go get a therapist. Danny, we were going to talk about Porter Jr. And we were going to talk about John Gray. And just in case you missed it or before, just in case you missed it. Now, can we put it in just in case you missed it? Because we didn't talk about it now. Just in case you missed it. Those are two big stories.
3: Uh, yeah, we'll get into that. And if we have time, some uh, big stories from a chaotic weekend of college football. That's coming up next right here on Afternoon Drive with Eric Goodman and Andrew Mason right here on Mile High Sports. I can't tell you what I learned from school, but I can tell you a story or two. Um, yeah, of course, I learned some rules like don't pass out with your shoes on and don't leave the house till the booze gone.
1: Put on your yarmulke, here comes Hanukkah. So much Hanukkah to celebrate Hanukkah. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason. Presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. When
2: you feel like the only kid in town Without a Christmas tree Here's a list of people who are Jewish
0: Jewish, Just like you and me Can I sing along even though I'm not Jewish? (laughs) You are more than welcome to sing along. David Lee Roth Likes the menorah So do James Mm -hmm. Conkirk, Douglas
2: And and the the late Dinah Shora
0: Guess who eats together <laughs> at the, the Carnegie, Carnegie
2: Deli. Bowser, Bowser from Shanana and Arthur Fonzarelli.
0: Welcome back on the second night of Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah, by the Thank way. Thank you very much. Is there a menorah in, you, in your home? Yeah, we lit the candles last night. Lovely. We light them every night. Yeah. yeah always do that. We have my grandmother's menorah. Oh, cool. And uh, Mia got... Um, Couple of nice gifts last night. She likes those. I don't even I don't even know what they're called. They're like big squish pillows that are like animals. She pillow wants, pets. Something like that. I think. Yeah, my daughter has some of those. And then I got her a coffee. It's a pillow. It's a pet. It's right. a pillow pet. And then I got her a, a coffee mug that said, Love you Latka." So, you really? Yeah. That's not, that's nice. Yeah. Does and she I, like latkas? I made them on Saturday. I made a huge batch. <laughs> made them on Saturday, and today is Monday and they're all gone. And I made a That's ton a of it. That's a good them. sign. Well, I love latkes. And yes. yeah, it's, again, it's there's technique involved yeah. to, to make it the right way. You've had good ones, you've had bad ones. I love to make latkes, it's just time consuming. But they're great when they're made well. little applesauce, so stinking good. Welcome back, Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason, watch us, milehighsports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products, Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale loan to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for
1: the final word. The final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Masterpiece Roofing. Find out how Masterpiece can get your insurance company to pay for your roof. Call 720 242 6404 or go to masterpieceroofing.com today.
3: Just in case you missed it, some big news coming out of both the Nuggets and Rockies organizations will start on the hardwood as they are in season right now. Michael Porter Jr. undergoing season-ending back surgery this week, and that will be his third back surgery since his time back in college. If he never returns to form, are the Nuggets still title contenders? I'm not so sure. Yeah,
2: because and unless jokic can be kind of like giannis and you know not the, the the bucks are basically a a one star team they have some good second tier players but they are a one star team can jokic do what giannis did carry a one star team
0: uh, i don't know okay i think jokic he, I would take Giannis over Jokic, but Jokic is absolutely phenomenal. Right. It's all up to Jamal Murray and his consistency, how he comes back from his knee injury. If Jamal Murray turns into a superstar, I like their chances.
2: The, pro- the problem is here of w- contending, w- of contending. But at the same time, it's how we've talked about it. How much money is su- is sucked up by this contract?
0: It affects and, them long term,
2: right? And it's ch- it's a second back surgery now, third or third. He's had two.
3: So, yep.
2: yeah, how, how many guys uh, have done that? As our friend Harrison Wind of DNVR said, how many NBA players have had long and fulfilling careers after three back surgeries? It can't be a long list. And MPJ has already hit three back surgeries before his 23rd birthday.
3: Right. Just in case you missed it, John Gray signs a four-year, $56 million deal with the Texas our Rangers. Birthday. Sorry.
2: Sorry, twenty fourth birthday. My bad. On MPG,
3: all forgiven. I <laughs> <Nah>, don't forgive. <laughs> so John Gray, four year deal with the Rangers and the Rockies lost him for nothing because they didn't give him a qualifying offer. They did offer him a deal that was reportedly less than the Rangers, which GM Bill Schmidt called a fair offer. How badly, if at all, did the Rockies blow it, getting nothing in return and seeing John Gray leave the organization?
2: Completely, totally, unequivocally. Blew it. This is a massive failure on the on the part of Bill Schmidt because they could have traded him at the deadline. They could have gotten pieces back because there's always a market at the deadline for even John Gray, a third, you know, a third or fourth starter. There was a market for him out there. They could have gotten parts of parts of value to develop in their minor league system they could have given them the qualifying offer and gotten a first round pick back and instead what did they do they did nothing and they get nothing good job good effort bill schmidt
0: i'm gonna try and not make this personal
2: i'm trying i'm trying not either but I did i'm trying not yeah. to
0: make it personal but but there's a reason why bill schmidt has never been a gm before despite all of his years in baseball being a scouting director because other teams didn't feel he'd be a good gm I'm not so sure he's even interviewed for a GM job. But one of the jobs of a GM is to understand the market of the players you are going after and the players that you have. Clearly, Bill Schmidt did not understand there actually was a market for John Gray because I am guessing the Rangers would have gladly given up a compensatory pick knowing that they just handed John Gray a four-year deal for $56 million. Foolishly, Bill Schmidt believed they were the only suitors for this guy. And they didn't want to risk paying him $18 million because they didn't think anybody else would want him. I got news for you. That $18 million is nothing compared to the $56 million that John Gray just received in return. And oh, by the way, don't tell me that he did a brilliant job of signing his own guys from a team that was under 500. I, I
2: can't put any any better than that. And the, th- and the thing is. That's why I said it. because Yeah. You didn't. Hey. Easy now. John, you know, John Gray may not have lived up to everybody's expectations of him here but he's a solid mid-rotation picture playing half of his games at Coors Field the last seven years. That type of player in the prime of his career, as we just saw from the Rangers, has plenty of value. If they thought that they were going to be the only suitors for him, they have no problem getting him. They then it's a complete misread of the market and a complete misread
0: of how people value pitching, which is such a precious commodity. Let's just role play very quickly sorry. here. Let's just yeah. role play. You're a seller, I'm a buyer. You have a house. Just give me a number you think your house is worth. 750k. I'm sorry. I think
3: it's only worth 350 and I think that's a fair offer.
0: Danny, cuz that's what that was. Yeah.
3: The Rangers also uh, just signed 2020 World Series MVP Corey Seager to a massive deal, so it looks like they are going to be trying to turn things around. They picked there. up another pitcher too. Yeah. They've been, just, they've been busy. Just in case you missed it, big-time shakeup in the world of college football as Lincoln Riley is headed to USC. A Sooners insider on Twitter, Robert Hefner V., said that he can't confirm it but what he has heard to be the contract for lincoln riley is along the lines of 110 million dollars usc buying both of riley's norman oklahoma homes for over asking paying for his new la home and unlimited private jet use for him and his family so Pretty easy deal to accept there if you're Lincoln Riley. How does Lincoln Riley leaving the Sooners for the Trojans change the landscape of the Pac-12, the Big 12, and even the SEC as Oklahoma will be joining the SEC in 2025?
0: Well, certainly the Pac-12 because there are going to be more than a few Oklahoma players that go into the transfer transfer portal that will go to USC, including one of the highest-rated quarterback recruits who committed to OU – And now has decommitted because he said, quote, I didn't sign on to play with Oklahoma. I signed on to play with Lincoln Riley. And Lincoln
2: Riley can get you to the pros, as we've seen, as we, we we saw with Kyle Murray.
0: With that, I am an unabashed supporter of my friend Mike Bone. So let me get this out there first. I understand people at CU didn't feel he made good football hires. At the time, when he gave the contract extension to Dan Hawkins, go look back the history, it was the right time to do it because he was getting courted by other teams, and they had just beaten West Virginia, a top 25 team, and teams were all over Dan Hawkins. And Mike Bones said, no, we'll sign you to a contract extension. John Embry, I'm sorry, was not his hire. That's number two. Number three, if you want to uh, criticize Mike McIntyre, that's fine. But he also hired Tad Boyle. I will say this. Let's see how Lincoln Riley works out at USC. But show me an AD in the history, in the history of college football that made two great, great back-to-back hires in college football. Luke Fickle at Cincinnati and now poaching Lincoln Riley. And the thing is, Luke
2: Fickle was somebody that a lot of people thought might go to SC because of the Mike bone connection. Right. And he would have been a great choice, but Lincoln Riley is a transcending choice. And to get to Danny's point, how does this change the landscape? First of all, Oklahoma, it's fans. It's sooner nation. I don't think they are prepared for what, for what they are about to face going to the Southeastern conference. I don't think they have quite got their arms around Who are they
0: trying to get right now.
2: I've heard Matt Campbell's a name. They're no, to get Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah,
0: Cliff killing. If Cliff Kingsbury who King didn't do well at Texas Tech, right? Why would Cliff Kingsbury leave the Arizona Cardinals? Well, the other thing is one of the Plus reasons a ton of money. There no, are a we'll lot.
2: Of, there are a lot of reasons why Kingsbury has done better in the NFL than at Texas Tech. One of the big reasons is Kyler that, Murray. Well, no, but another reason is this: the the critique of Cliff Kingsbury is that. He's not really a great recruiter, and he's not really a glad hander. He's not not someone who wants to go speak to the donors, right? Right. Cliff wants to design plays. Cliff wants to coach ball. You can do that better in the NFL. I don't think Kingsbury goes to Oklahoma. I can see why they would try. I don't think he'll do it. But the thing is, Oklahoma going to the SEC will not have the same advantages they have over other Big 12 schools, I think, they're going to get, I think they're going to be in a rude wait for a rude awakening. And I believe this is part of why Lincoln Riley left because the standard has been established in Oklahoma. Successful season is get to the college football playoff. It's a lot harder to do that. Through the forest of the SEC, than it is, it is at Oklahoma in the Big 12, and it will be in the Pac-12. It made a lot of sense for Lincoln Rally to get out now while the getting was
0: good. Danny, what was he reportedly offered again?
3: $110 million and uh, all his house is paid for. That's why he left.
0: Not because it's the SEC. And we got to get out. Danny... Alex, Mace, great job today. I'll try and do better tomorrow and make it the best possible night you can.